This week's episode is sponsored by Ken's Yard. They are the largest distributor of Carl's wood flooring, holding over 20,000 square meters in stock. To take advantage of a 10% discount on any order over 30 square meters, visit kensyard.co.uk and enter code KYPRP10. That's KYPRP and the number 10. Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. I'm your host, James Woodham. And I'm your co-host, Juliet. Juliet has a decade of architectural experience in the US. And James has completed over 250 home renovations in the UK. Together, James and I have over 35 years experience designing and building homes. This podcast was created to give you, the homeowner, the power and the knowledge to get your project done right, on time, and with quality workmanship. We've been going for just over a year now, and we have over 50 episodes for you to listen and absorb all the information from key experts in the industry. That's right. We've spoken to industry leaders, builders, architects, and the best part of what we do is hear from you, the homeowner, what went right and what went wrong. We really hope you like listening to this podcast, and if you do, please leave us a review. Reviews expose us to more listeners, which in turn means we can help more homeowners save money and avoid the chance of things going wrong. With that said, let's get into today's show. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Renovation Podcast. Um, I hope you've had a good week. And um, if you've been doing anything this weekend uh, on the house, uh, then I, I hope that's all been running well as well. Maybe you've got a new kitchen finally. Uh, maybe you've just ripped everything out and you're just about to start on your renovation. So good luck to you. And I hope everything goes really well. Uh, guys, I just wanted to mention a couple of exhibitions um that are coming up because uh, it's the new season, it's a new year, so everything's kicking off now. And um, if you're in London, go and check out the Future Build uh, exhibition, which is going to be at um, the XL in London uh, on the 5th to the 7th of March. So go and check that out. And the Ideal Home exhibition, the Ideal Home Show, is uh, in March also um, at the Olympia in London, running from the 22nd of March to the 7th of April. I've been to both the shows. The uh, Ideal Home Show is absolutely crazy. It's good. It's a good family day out, and um, uh, there's things for the kids to do as well. So definitely go and check that. They've got stuff for the home and also not for the home, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great show to go to. So, yeah, go and check that out. Um, now, I don't know about you. I've got two young kids, boy and a girl, um, and myself and my partner are always talking about changing around the room, changing the theme, changing the color, uh, and changing the location altogether. And uh, we're even thinking about swapping our room uh, with their room. But um, I went on to this app uh, called Eventbrite. And it's a great app because um, it tells you of all of the workshops and courses that are on in your area. You just need to put in your location and it will come up. And, um, up comes this, uh, one about, uh, nurseries and, uh, children's interior design, uh, run by a, a woman called Tox. And I started looking into her a little bit more and I actually arranged to go to the show and I really wanted to meet her then, but I, um, something came up. I couldn't meet, I couldn't make the show. Uh, but I still got in touch with her and I started to, uh, 
and uh, study a little bit more about her and what her background was. And I found it quite fascinating, actually. She's um, not only is she uh, uh, about nurseries, uh, but she's also an interior designer uh, and she has been for many, many years. Um, absolutely lovely lady. And uh, I've been speaking to her a few times and I finally got her on to the show. Um, now, when you're thinking about changing around your, your children's room or you're going to be doing your first nursery, you're always thinking about making sure it's the right balance, the right color, um, but also making sure that it looks cute without being overloaded. Um, and this is exactly what Tox starts talking all about. Um, uh, Tox, who you'll hear from in a minute, truly loves uh, working with children's homes and interiors, but she's also got a shop in Chelsea. Uh, on the King's Road in London. So um, if you're around, go and check it out. It's an absolutely amazing shop, like some really amazing products uh, in there as well. And they they are made um, with love, you know, and, and care. They're not, um, and they're meant to last so you can pass them down through your family as well. Um, and I don't know whether you've been onto our Instagram account r- lately, but we've got uh, a picture of, this castle uh, in in a room with a bed inside it, and it's like almost hitting the ceiling. It's that big, um, and it's amazing. Like, go and check it out. Um, so, enough of me. Uh, enjoy the conversation with Tox Arachur, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks very much. Okay, so on today's episode, I have Tox Arachur. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and you are an interior designer uh, that also has a children's shop in Chelsea, but you do a, a lot of designs and work around children and nurseries. So uh, right. Tox, it's really, really nice to have you on. We've been speaking for some time. Uh, just for the benefit of our listeners, I wanted to just explain how I've become to, to, to know you and where I found you. So you, you do these amazing mm-hmm. workshops and, uh, I, I just couldn't, I, I went on to Eventbrite. I found it there. I just wanted to go. I've got two young kids myself with the youngest one. We're already thinking about changing the room and how we're going to do it. So mm-hmm. it was, it was really good, but unfortunately I, I couldn't make, uh, the event. And yes. I just thought, well, let's get you on because we've never had anyone talk about the interior design of a nursery uh, or children nursery. for that fact. So it was really, really good to finally get you get you here as well. Oh, thank you so much, James. Lovely to finally meet you as well. Thank you for having me on. We had a workshop that we had scheduled, which you we were supposed to meet you, <laughs> yeah. but that didn't happen. So I am indeed a nursery designer and um, run the Baby Cot Shop, which is on King's Road in Chelsea. Um, we've been there now for two years, although I have been an interior designer for upwards of 10 years, about 10, 12 years or so. Okay. Yeah. I initially started off as a medical rep, nothing to do with interiors whatsoever. I worked as a medical rep, worked with GPs and hospital doctors, then took some time off to have my children. I've got four children at the time I had three. So they, um, then had to take took some time off and then went back to work and there was some difficulty getting the exact hours I wanted in the company that I was previously working with. And I happened to be reading a book at the time where someone said, 
how do you know what you someone had written into the author and written in and said how do I know what my gift is and the author replied and said your gift is that thing that you do so effortlessly but everybody else wows at it and for me that was interior design because everyone loved my home and everybody thought my home was beautiful at the time before children (laughs) and so I decided you know what Let's um, go do a couple of courses. So I did a couple of design courses, started an interior design firm and had been running that for about a year or just under a year when one day my husband comes back from work and he says, why don't we move to the States? And I said, hey, yeah, let's go. (laughs) So we sold our home and we packed our three little boys and off we went. And in the process, I purchased um, a very a, a shop that's not too dissimilar from the baby cot shop. It was an existing ch- baby and children's furniture store, um, specializing in high-end furniture, mm. and um, purchased it and ran it for a few years, but then got affected by the recession in 2008 and okay. closed it and moved back to England. And by the time I came back to England, I was expecting son number four. So I have four sons. I like to say I have five because I count my husband as a son as well. <laughs> so uh, move back here. You understand that, right? <laughs> yeah. Move back that. and then <laughs> notice that there was absolutely nothing for babies and children that was luxury, that was beautifully and individually designed. Everything was else. Everything on the market at the time was mass produced. You know, mamas and papas was the best thing on the market. Mother care mm. was very common, um, but nothing else besides that. So I began to source craftsmen who would make furniture that was uniquely designed and beautifully made, not from cheap cuts of wood, not from MDF per se, but from high quality hardwood and uh, found quite a few in different parts of Europe, um, linked up with them. And yeah, and that's really how the baby culture started. At the time it was, we called it pumpkin patch interiors because that was what we uh, had named. That was what the shop in the US was called. Okay. You see I'm in the US, we were leaving in the South and pumpkin means it's a, it's a pet name that fathers call their daughters. So anyone in the South of the United States knows what pumpkin is, but in the United Kingdom, no, it's pumpkin. So the name gave us problems and then we changed the name to the baby cut shop. Great. Well, what a journey you've had, actually. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I think I admire anyone that wants to give it a shot and move to another country. Um, that's what I did as well. And it's, it's ah. it can be exciting. It can be exciting, you know, especially when you've yeah. got three children already and then you're that's right. moving back. You've got another. I mean, you're right when it comes down to um, these items of furniture that are being crafted mm-hmm. in such a way because I think anyone that wants to invest in that kind of quality um, can also yeah. pass it down through through generations that's as well. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly it. Pass it down. You know, it's such a precious period in one's life to have a baby that you you don't. I mean, I've met moms who are still holding on to the bassinets and creeds that their own children had, and these children walking pregnant, and and we redress the creeds for them. Thirty year old creeds and bassinets because they they were beautifully made at the time, and they're such precious heirloom items. And that's the whole idea is to make mm-hmm. furniture that can indeed be passed down, not just because it's beautifully designed, but because it's safe and it's very well made. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, let's talk about, first of all, I do want to ask you about your name because it was one of those things where I was just like, if, if you know, I've got a, a daughter that's got very unique name and, oh. uh, it's um it's it's always interesting to find out what the story is behind it. So well, the story story behind behind it. Your, what's the story behind your name? Okay, so my heritage is Nigerian. I, okay. My family is from Nigeria. My name Tox is the short form of Tokumbo, which means literally does mean brought back from over the sea. <laughs> and the reason why I was named that was because I was born in Scotland in Edinburgh, and my Parents were leaving there at the time and then moved back to Nigeria. So I was literally taken over the sea and that's what my name means. It means I brought her back. <laughs> cool. It's that's an amazing name. It really is. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we can touch on the shop in a minute, but let's talk a little bit about these workshops because I think um, when I was reading what you, what, you, what you actually do in these workshops, it sounded pretty mm. amazing. So just tell our listeners about these workshops and if you have any on uh soon as well maybe you, you want to announce them absolutely so we have been running events in the shop and it's really designed around what parents to be particularly first-time parents want to know so we've had quite a few like safety in the nursery we've had a workshop where we've taught new parents and parents and even parents of young children who may be having their second or even third child, how to make their home baby safe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because for a first time parent, you, nobody can explain to you just how often your child's going to grab the remote control, fling it, you know, your view console table that has a heavy flower verse on it suddenly become, you know, a dangerous item or a weapon <laughs> for a toddler. So we have different workshops. The one that you missed was um, designing a nursery for the millennial parent. And that's really taking you on a journey from what nurseries you to like which was once upon a time the smallest room in the house relegated to the back of the back of the room uh, back mm. of the home and um, traveled through time and because of social media and celebrities like the Kardashians and so many people now want to show their nurseries to the world and so the nursery room has become one where um, it's a status thing for some people um, for others, it's it's an event. They even have nursery room reveal parties, just like you would have a gender reveal when the baby is first born, when when the baby has been identified as a boy or a girl, and they have a nursery reveal party, which is when the nursery is beautifully decorated. Usually, they would do that at the baby shower, and everyone can come in and see just how stunning it looks. Um, then we cover things like um, the materials that are used in today's mm -hmm. nursery. Um, unheard of to use acrylic to, to build a crib, but now you can actually have an acrylic cot um, made entirely from acrylic um, uh, because of safety and education in um, sustainability and safety and, and things that we're getting to know about, which we never knew previously. It means that there are materials being used now that were never used before. Um, mm. Some of it is controversial. I came across a cot that has a built-in iPad. I'm not so sure about that. But yeah, wow. <laughs> one of those. yeah. and then there's a crib that actually, um, an electronic crib that actually rocks once the baby starts to stare. So it rocks the baby back to sleep. 
um, and helps parents to have a game that is quite controversial because some people feel why would um, an inanimate object rock a human being you know babies need to be coddled and while others feel oh my goodness this is the best thing so yeah so I'm it's like just, why buy that <laughs> I think after you've had like one or two, you're just like, you know what? I think I'm down with that. I want to sleep, yeah. but hey. So you have different. So that those are the sort of things that we cover. We also have experts come in and give talks like um, first aid is on the books for this year. Um, first okay. aid, how to, to give a baby and a toddler first aid. A lot of people kind of just assume everything's going to be fine, you know, and, mm. and expect that they're always going to watch over their baby. And we all have the best intentions, but nobody just knows what's around the corner. Um, another workshop that we've had, which we have scheduled for this year is um, color in the nursery. So people, everyone, a lot of people understand that color does have an effect on the mind, but not mm. many people know that you can use it to your advantage when you're decorating the nursery. So for example, too much yellow in a room can make a baby irritable, you know, so it's little things like that and how to use color effectively so that you don't end up with a room where the baby is alert and awake and ready to play through the night <laughs> and you don't end up with a grumpy baby either. That's funny. We actually had someone uh, all about psychology and color uh, on. Uh, we had a guest a couple of weeks back. Actually, but really? That was, yeah, but it wasn't. To, it wasn't about. It wasn't focused on children. So it's it's uh, yeah. it's also interesting that it does affect children as well. Yeah. Yes, um, absolutely. Health and safety, uh, mm -hmm. and, and like you know the way that you you would uh, build a room uh, around mm -hmm. these days. You're right. You know because my son uh, is almost. Well, he's a year next next month and okay. he he skipped crawling he literally <gasps> just went up and started walking <laughs> and walking. we weren't prepared for that so you know we're already <laughs> you know guarding everything and he's always going that for the big yeah, yes crazy. That's but you oh. don't know that. this is the no. thing so, yeah mm -hmm. it's uh, it's you always interesting it's interesting. And even when it comes to buying furniture, because we hope the, the workshops are independent and it's not really saying this only applies to our products or applies. It's really for anyone who wants yeah. to shop wherever they want. So yeah. it's looking out for things like your changing unit shouldn't have sharp corners on it. Um, you know, your cots shouldn't have sharp you know, there are there are safety standards that every manufacturer must adhere to. But then mm. there are common sense standards as well that, you know, yeah. we try to build into our furniture. It's kind of, um, I've been doing this for a number of years, but in addition to that, I do have four real life children and they're boys. So I know what's possible with, with what, what, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to the shop. Um, and, and the whole uh, element of interior design. What's the current trends what would you say are the most current trends right now if someone wanted to style uh their, their children's room so where people um are going for trends there is still a lot of neutrals a lot of grays about four three four years ago gray literally bust onto the scene and everyone's home's been painted in gray since then uh, we have a lot of parents still doing that they want a gray nursery um, some people are going more for the traditional neutrals like beiges and browns and creams mm. um, but 
where trend is concerned, we are seeing a whole lot of botanicals. Um, so you would have, um, yeah, so there's safari that's going on, but there's also botanicals, especially when it comes to wallpaper. And that's how it's introduced in wallpaper and fabrics, because often in the baby world, pretty much it copies the real, the human, the adult world. I mean, to say not the human, copies the adult world. So we're finding lots of um, large scale florals, like really giant floral patterns. Uh -huh. um, you might literally have one flower take up more than half the wall and they look absolutely amazing. Um, usually you wouldn't decorate the entire nursery in that you just have a feature wall, perhaps a wall that has the cot against it and then have the rest of the walls would be in plain. Um, mm -hmm. Something else that's um, quite popular, particularly with girl nurseries, are flamingos. <laughs> flamingos, unicorns are also quite huge. Um, I mentioned safari, that's also quite big. So with regards mm -hmm. to colors, it's, it's um, very natural. It's almost like we're all thinking along the lines of being echo everything. So it's very natural, even when it comes to products as well. We sell, we now only sell organic mattresses and these are mattresses that are um, filled with coconut husks and um, horse hair and lamb's wool. So there is no chemical, there's no foam in it whatsoever. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, so then talking about the products, um, mm -hmm. what are the free top things that people buy from your shop or what's the free most favorite things you've got in your shop? That's kind of hard because, you know, it's, I was speaking to a customer just this afternoon one week we're selling one particular cot design is number one, and then the next week it flips over and it's another. But the top three items I would say that we sell are the Tribeca cot, which is a beautifully designed upholstered cot. It's got curves on the top, and it's got this really um, traditional feel about it. It's quite mm -hmm. chunky because it's made from wood, and it's quite thick and heavy. So it, it's very stately looking. Um, it does borrow the, the Chesterfield effect by having buttons on the upholstery on the ends, which you can have buttons in different fabric, in a different fabric from the rest of the upholstery. So that's one. The Red Sea is another one that's very popular, very well loved, because even though, again, it's upholstered with buttons on either side, it's completely different design. It sort of straddles between traditional and contemporary. So we find that many of our clients in London would get the Regency and mm. um, a lot of people outside of London will go for the Tribeca. And the other item that sells um, that we're quite known for are our nursing chairs. So our nursing chairs are upholstered glider chairs, which glide and swivel 360 degrees. So Imagine that you're in this extremely comfortable chair rocking your baby to sleep and you've got to pick up a bottle next to you. You don't need to twist your back or anything like that. You literally just swivel and it swivels all the way around. It's the most comfortable thing. So we've got two designs that sell a lot and the Salome is the, is the number one seller. Well, hopefully uh, you would be able to share some images. Maybe we can stick them onto uh, our blog and then we can Absolutely. link them to the website. So if people are interested, um, yeah, we'd love to. they can go straight there. Good.
Hey guys, just a quick break to let you know about our sponsor for this week's episode, kensyard.co.uk. They are the largest distributor of Cars Wood Flooring. Now, Cars Wood Flooring have been around since 1857. Um, I've purchased their products myself and um, installed them and they're absolutely great. They're the original inventors of today's innovative engineered floor, uh, engineered wood floor, and they've also created the world's first glueless wood floor back in 1989. So they know what they're doing. Um, they are eco-friendly. They are renowned for having one of the highest quality engineered floors on the market. Their products are super quick and easy to install. No need uh, for adhesive and they come with a 25 to 30 year guarantee. You can take advantage of a 10% discount of Carswell Flooring by visiting our sponsor, kensyard.co.uk and entering code KYPRP10. That's KYPRP and the number 10. So what are the, the, what are the things to consider if someone is designing their first children's nursery? Okay, so the first thing to consider would be space. Um, when you go as a first-time mom or dad, you go shopping for the nursery, you will be bombarded with a plethora of items, you know, and yeah. everything's beautiful. And you'd see that the nursing, the, the furniture is sold in sets. You know, you've got the chest of drawers, you've got the wardrobe, you've got the cot, you may have, you know, you have all kinds of things. And, and the temptation, because it's so beautifully presented together in the shop, the temptation is to just get the whole set because it's there. So the first thing you want to consider is space because you actually will not enjoy the, the nursery if it's crammed full with too much furniture. And yes, we need a lot of storage. And yes, we need to have as much um, uh, storage and furniture as we want to. But in reality, you've got to think about the, the functionality and the practicality of life for you. What works for a friend isn't necessarily going to work for you. So you think about the space, what can I fit in there and what are my absolute essentials? And so the second thing is your lifestyle. You know, what is going to go on in that room? If you're lucky enough to have a big enough space that is exclusively for the baby and you have an adjoining room for the night nurse or the nanny, that's brilliant. So you can feel, you can put whatever you want in the, in the, in the room within reason so that it's still a beautiful space. And when the baby becomes a toddler and starts to crawl, there's space for them to move around. Mm. So, um, but then if you've only got a, if you've got a standard size room, but yet you're going to have a nanny in there, or some people have grandparents come over. Those are the things you think about. If I'm going to have my mom come over to spend some time on my mother-in-law, I need to have a sofa bed in there, for example, that would give the baby, that would make, make sure that they're in there with the baby. Um, if that's the case, you might want to consider scaling down the size of the cot. The standard cot in the UK is 70 by 140, but there are cots you can get, like we sell pretty much all of our designs are sold in two sizes. So there is a smaller size, which is 60 by 120, which is okay until your baby's about two, two and a half years old anyway. If you yeah, need more okay. space, get a smaller cot, um, smaller piece uh, and fewer pieces of furniture. Mm -hmm. The other thing to consider is um, 
future children, if you are, if this is your first child and you're planning on having more babies, then don't go all pink for girls and blue for boys. Kind of try and find a happy medium in between so you can carry on using the furniture for a while. Okay, that's some good some good tips there. Um, mm. I think uh, it, it, it can be really tempting. I think, can't mm-hmm. it? Like you're going to all of these shops and you're 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 staring at some really beautiful pieces of furniture it can be really tempting so i think um it's always to just take a step back and look at the choices that you've got before exactly um, good and 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 with with some of i i think the other thing that people have um is the 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 temptation to buy instantly in, in case that item goes out of stock and discontinue and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. It's always a worry. That's, that's very true. There is something else I need to say as well. That's important, which is if you're buying, if you're using furniture that's been passed down to you from someone else, you've been gifted with um, a cot, make Mm -hmm. sure that you're aware of the latest safety standards and, and, and make sure that it is within reason still very safe to use um the other thing you want to do is whatever happens is always buy a new mattress don't get a mattress that's been used by a by another baby so okay bear in mind Mm. good okay um if you could rank your three best designs of nursery um how in what order would you 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 uh you you rank them and and why wow that's a very hard one because <laughs> i've loved <laughs> them all um the most challenging nurseries i've ever done are the small ones because you are battling with space space becomes your enemy <laughs> literally um you know but then it also has to be practical i did do a very small nursery in kensington a few years ago and it was um it was a safari design funny enough and that was a, a challenge but i loved the, the the end product and the parents were really pleased so because of the size of it it meant that there was only a sprinkling of patterns that I chose to use as opposed mm. to having too much of it because too much pattern gives the impression of it being fuller than it actually is. We mm. had the walls in very pale gray and had um, just um, blades of grass coming out from the ground as opposed to trees. And that was it. Just a nice. few blades of grass around. Um, we had one, um, I think it was one animal we had above the cot, um, a mural painted. I, I work with mural artists a lot. That's because that's my game changer because it transforms the room instantly. <laughs> so we had a lion on the wall who was a little oh, boy wow. and he was called Leo. So that also was part of the reason we chose to have a lion on there and we went for the safari theme. Another one I did was, um, again, a couple of years ago, that was in London and mm-hmm. that was... Funny enough, was actually started off again as a safari theme, 
but halfway through we changed it and we kind of came away from the safari the couple had just come back from holiday and that's what what their inspiration was but as time went on they knew that it was just the euphoria of the time they were in and we kind of went away from the safari and did a more neutral design and it was a um they had an ash a weeping ash tree in their garden and i used that as my source of inspiration and the challenge with the challenge of that was that the tree was not in season it was not in, in bloom but we had to imagine what it would look like <laughs> with the help of google images but we had the actual tree painted on the wall with all of the knots and all of the holes and it was absolutely absolutely stunning and so the tree was painted so that it fell started off on one side of the room but it bent over and fell and cascaded right over the cot and and then out of the window so that was stunning and we had um very dark wood furniture to go with that because that was pretty much what yeah. they had in their home it's one of the things i do is work with existing design so um but that was quite a big job because we did changed the flooring and and did quite a quite a lot of work there what so what's, that was what, another... what size was that room because i'm guessing like with dark furniture it would have been a bit bigger it was than quite the... a large yeah it was quite sizable yeah okay. it was quite a sizable room and i mean it had two windows even and it was quite a big room so okay All right. yeah so that was that um another one i've done which is memorable will be a pink and a gold nursery and that was in Knightsbridge and that was just superstar room <laughs> you know that they just had um gold stars against a pink background and that was where all of the inspiration came from but the furniture was white so it was very simple but it was very very classy and very yeah. it was it wasn't tacky even though we had gold stars it was very subtle and it was it was stunning i guess it could be quite difficult to get the balance of how many stars and like the the configuration of it yeah i mean what we it's we we what we do is we just you take the take the actual scale of the room and then we do it on paper first of all mm. and then we then re represent it and it it kind of works out okay i don't do all the math i have help <laughs> can, can it can it be quite difficult to um work with with someone that wants to to to, to design their nursery like what kind of challenges do you do you face? I'm, I'm sure it's not straightforward and simple. Well, sometimes like th this summer, last summer, we did have a, a, a project that was very difficult because um, we, so we offer two different types of design services. We have an, um, a, a distance one, which everything's done by email and, and phone. And then mm. we have a, um, a, a full design service where we go to the client's home. And this was a house that was abroad, which we could have gone and we really wanted to go, but the family were traveling constantly and there was no way that there was any provision for us to meet them. Okay. So the challenge was, um, I think that she had an idea in her head of what she wanted and it was very difficult to translate that because every time we try to put it down on paper, be like, yes, I like this part, but not this part. And I like, and so that was a very, that, that can be challenging when a customer has got something in their head already that they want and 
communication is difficult, so you are not able to pull it out of their minds. And so that that was definitely can be a challenge. We've done a few um, projects outside of the United Kingdom as far as the Middle East um, and in Africa as well. And it's not, it's never really been a problem, but this one in particular was a challenge. I guess it was more the communication than anything else. Okay. Okay. Um, so then leading on to some tips that you could offer our listeners. So if they're thinking about uh, designing their first nursery, maybe their second nursery. Um, what what tips could you give? First thing I would say is find something that you absolutely are in love with. It could be a memory that you you know childhood memory. It could be a book. I did a playroom for a family who loved, who London in particular was, was precious to their hearts, the city of London. And what mm. we did was we designed it around Paddington Bear and wow. just had some, it was absolutely stunning, really, really beautiful room. Um, so find something that's precious to you. And what we did with that one was have um, them read, um, we, we, we represented some parts of the story on mm-hmm. you know on their walls so that was really nice it could be a brooch that your grandmother left you it could mm-hmm. be a favorite dress it could be um a holiday you've been to you know like the couple i mentioned who went on a safari yeah. um holiday it could be anything at all but something that that makes you smile and makes you happy and that can become your source of inspiration for the nursery because what people tend to do is Look at hundreds of pictures on on um Instagram or more 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 frequently Pinterest, and mm. I think, oh, I really want this room. But there are a lot of factors that go into why that room is looks like that. Number one is lighting. You may not have the same amount of light as that room does, so you cannot have exactly what they have. You may not have the space. The configuration might be different. Your lifestyle might be completely different. You might need a sofa bed, whereas they don't. So it becomes hard to copy exactly what you say. And then disappointment follows when your completed room doesn't look like the one on Pinterest. So instead of going through the route of Pinterest as your starting point, use something you love as your starting point. Then you can go to Pinterest and get more inspiration from there. So that's one tip. Um, the other thing is, um, inc- incorporate something that sounds a bit similar to my first point, but slightly different. Incorporate something that's important to you. So um, we've had clients who are sailors and wanted mm. us to design a nursery that in- that involved um, the fact that they were constantly at sea. We had a room with a world map um, on one side to represent the fact that they have been traveling. Um, There was another family in the United States that were um, her her parents, or I think it was her grandparents, were hunters by profession or by, I don't know, heritage. And so they wanted the woods represented. There was a client as well we had in Wales whose son absolutely loved the buffalo. And (laughs) what we did was didn't... (laughs) oh yes oh absolutely um you know so you you'll find elements that are love that that you want to represent in the child for some it's education you know Mm. there might be stacks of books you know built in or a library included in the design so that's another tip um you can start off with a piece of fabric it doesn't have to be a one gray room 
you can grab a piece of fabric that has that love and has different colors and pull one single color from that and that can form the background of the whole room so that's something else you can do um, besides the other tips i mentioned make sure uh, that you um, measure your room and, and draw a plan on paper with all of the diamonds and take that with you when you go shopping if you yeah. go to a really good boutique or baby furniture shop they will have they will help you put your furniture in place in the room while you're there so you can mm. have a bit of a visualization because you'll be very surprised that you might end up putting all the pieces in and then you kind of walk into the room and but then hey they've sold what they needed to sell so make sure yeah. that you have that with you okay some good tips yeah. the I, I think like you said it, it's all about um making it personal to you mm. and your family right I mean, finding Pinterest is always a good idea, but um, then you're copying someone else's. Mm, That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So where can people find you? So we are at 408 Kings Road in Chelsea, London. And we're open 10 to 6 Tuesday, Saturday. And on Mondays, we open by appointment only. Okay. We're also on the website, on the World Wide Web, <laughs> at <laughs> thebabycotshop.com. And on the social media handles, as at thebabycotshop. So that's where we're at. Brilliant. Okay. And um, then we can list a couple of these workshops that you're going to be doing? We're doing Safety in the Nursery. Um, first aid for your baby doing one on breastfeeding and we are again repeating the millennial nursery and the other ones are more children related like storytelling we have a professional storyteller coming to tell stories so that's that's amazing yeah it's gonna be great Tops, it's been really nice having you on and uh, I hope I hope this is of benefit to our listeners as well and um, just in case you're listening we're going to put a few of these links onto our blog thank you so much for having me James it's been an absolute pleasure appreciate it no problem thank you very much if you're planning a renovation or you're moving into your first new home then the Akiva Toolkit could be the solution you need With its easy-to-use package of 10 documents, you are able to manage time, budget, and the communication between your builders and you to ensure the project is complete to satisfaction first time round. The Akiva Toolkit saves you money and time. It's for the first-time renovator and the renovator that wants to do things better the second time round. It's a fraction of the cost compared to paying for mistakes or repeating work that's already done. Go to akivatoolkit.com and get your project off to a perfect start today.